For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome into the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Just download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for nothing but net. And we're there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And also 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. For all the latest South Florida sports content without a paywall, not just the Heat, but also the Dolphins, the number seven Hurricanes, the Marlins in the playoffs, the Panthers enter Miami and more. And our YouTube channel now clearing 7,000 subscribers. We're posting content all day long, including what you're going to hear on this particular episode. So get over there to YouTube and subscribe. We're trying to get to 10,000 by the end of the year. Also, all the great sponsors in the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that includes one of our newest sponsors. This is a really, really cool sponsor, and this is something called Prize Picks. If you're bored of the way that Daily Fantasy usually goes down, this is something that you definitely need to check out. Also, if your fantasy team just not cutting it this season, you're kind of done with it already. Um, well, this is a way to do it on a daily basis, but also just go against the numbers. Prize pick is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team or you're a season vet in the daily fantasy space. On prize picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict if they'll go over or under your fantasy projection. So, for example, Jimmy Butler went for 40, 11, and 13 in game three. He probably would have been over all of the projections. So if you'd gone over on, say, 30 points, I don't know, seven rebounds, six assists, you would have won. Take the over and win real cash today. Prize Picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions correct. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. Sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app and use the code FIVE, that's F-I-V-E. You get 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different. You can check out what I, Ethan Skolnick, did along with Alphonse Sidney and also Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander previewing game four, which is coming up here on Tuesday night. But we wanted to hear directly from the players. So we talk about, what, well, not just the players, but also Eric Spolstra, what Eric Spolstra said, what uh, Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo said, what Jimmy Butler said, and also on the Lakers side, what LeBron James said. We're just going to lay it out for you. So we're just going to play these interviews in their entirety. You'll hear my voice in some of them because I was on these Zoom calls. Um, obviously, you can check them out too on Alex Toledo and also on Brady Hawk's accounts. We've been doing these every day, putting them on the YouTube channel. But if you're finding us on the podcast feed or on Dash Radio, this is a great place to get them. So Four key members of the Heat, one key member, the key member of the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
Jimmy, after last night, is there a sale at Big Face the morning after, or? I don't do sales. I don't do free coffee. Um, we're going to do everything the exact same like we're supposed to do on the basketball floor. We're going to keep our prices at 20 bucks. <laughs> how is how is um, stuff like that helped kind of make this stay as tolerable as possible? Um, you know, just like Jay said, it, it helps to take your mind away from the game. It gives us something else to talk about, compete at a little bit. And um, just another way to, to talk through the game, sitting over coffee, sitting over wine, a beer, whatever it may be. Um, and more than anything, it just brings us together even more because we really do enjoy being around one another. Next question is Ethan Skolnick. Jimmy, considering the stakes and, and the stage and, and you obviously, you guys being a couple men down, is that the best game you've ever played? Uh, probably not. I was really good whenever I was in high school. And I played in this league where I played against like all 45-year-old men and I really dominated whenever I was like 17. Um, so this is up there, but back then I was killing them. Next question, Dave in the center. Jimmy, uh, from the time you came into this league, late first round pick, I think 30th, um, and you know, finding your way into that Bulls rotation to all the stops you've made since, was there a time where you changed your own expectation for yourself? Uh, where you're like, I can not just be an all-star, I could be you know, X, I could be a max player, et cetera. Definitely. Uh, I think it helped to have like, Lou Al and, and Ronnie Brewer and then coach Adrian Griffin, they're always telling me like, you're going to make your mark in this league. You deserve to be here. You belong here. And then that's when I really started to be like, you know what? Like if these guys are telling me that they've been here way longer than I have, they know what it takes. That's when I started thinking, you know what? Maybe you can become a decent player in this league. Um, you know, I always say, yeah, I'm going to make the NBA finals. I want to play in the NBA finals. I want to um, win a championship and, that time for me is now. Uh, so talking about it then, being in that position now, you know, I'm here for a reason just like everybody else is. Mark? Jimmy, what do you think um, NBA fans, kind of the world has learned about you over these last few months on and off the court that perhaps they didn't get an opportunity to know before or perhaps they had the wrong idea before? For me, that uh, I'm just all about winning. I'll do whatever you ask me to do if you can guarantee me a win. Um, and I realize that nothing's guaranteed, but um, I'll do whatever you ask me to do to put my team in the best position to win. That's it. And, and also, in terms of your – with so much love for the three right now, can you take me into the mentality of your mid-range game and how you use it to get a triple-double and, and not shoot a three and still have a, a brilliant old-school game, I guess? Uh, I mean, I think it's it's easy whenever you have the guys that I have around me. So many good shooters that you can't leave. Like I say, I have the easy job. They give me so many gaps um, to get into the paint, to shoot a pull-up J, to get to the free throw line. And um, I'm going to continue to play that way. I, I take what the game gives me. Um, whatever my teammates ask me to do, I'm pretty sure if they ask me to go out there and make a couple threes, I'm capable of it. But if it's not broken, don't fix it. Next question, Rob Mahoney from The Ringer. 
Hey, Jimmy, could you speak to the impact that Jay and Andre have had on the series so far and, and just what you've come to expect from those guys since they joined the team? Uh, I mean, the winners, the winners, and they got a difficult job in um, guarding AD and then guarding LeBron and then going down there and having to make shots and do everything for us all over the floor. Um, all the stuff that you don't see on the stat sheet is what those guys do for us. And they're all winning plays, every single one of them. Um, we respect that. We love that. We wouldn't be here without them. Um, and I'm just, I tell them as much as I can, how much I appreciate them, how much I appreciate playing alongside those guys and for what they do for me, for our young guys, and just for the organization as a whole. I do. Next question, Mark Medina. Hey, Jimmy, what, what's been your day-to-day -day approach in the off-season and then during the season in film sessions, practices uh, that, that has gotten to where you are with your performances? Um, just work. Uh, make sure your body's ready to go. I got some, you know, James Scott is who I do all my agility and, and, and weightlifting with whenever I'm back home. Armando Rivas, he's uh, he's here with me to make sure my body's working the way that it's supposed to. I got Coach Quinny, Coach O, DC. Um, I got a lot of people that really help me to be great and to be ready to perform at the highest level. So all in all, it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it, like everybody's doing right now. But I think I got the the best of the best rolling with me. Next question is Jason Jackson. Jimmy, you've made it plain over the year uh, with Miami that you there's a certain way you like to play, particularly on the offensive end, and it's much more of a collective than maybe the dominant way you did last night. And Coach told us, I'm checking my notes here, we don't care what he thinks, that it's time for you to continue to be this dominant. Is that the only trigger you need is uh, Coach and the staff and your teammates not caring about the way you would like to play and demanding that type of dominance? Uh, I, I think they know what Bud is depressed to get me to play the way that they want me to play. Um, like, I, I just want to win. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's winning basketball all the time. I don't. Um, I think winning basketball is Duncan's going to go off for six or seven threes. Tyler can do that. Kanan can do that. Jay's going to have a big night. Um, we're all locked in defensively. To me, those are the best wins. Um, I mean, you know, we, we celebrate every win, but when somebody else has a great night that nobody expected, I, I love it. I, I really do. Like, you could say I'm supposed to do what I did last night, but I don't think so. I think I'm waiting on Tyler, Duncan, Bam, one of those guys that have a night to where I'm just like, I get the opportunity to play with that. What a blessing. Next question, back right, Tim. Jimmy, to that, one, are you willing? I mean, if this is the way it's going to have to be, are, are you willing to do that the rest of the way, if that's going to be what it takes? I know you want your other guys. You've, 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 you've tried to get them involved all year, but are you willing, if, if game three plays out again in four, five, six, or seven, do you accept that? I mean, it, I have to. I think – as long as we win, um, everybody's happy with that. But we got to win. Uh, whatever it takes to get to that point, 
yeah, I, I can't say that that's what it's going to come to. But if coaches like, hey, I need you to do this, my guys are like, yo, we need you to do this, I got to go out there and I got to do it. I got to make sure that we win. And, and as I'm sure your body knows, you have played almost every minute the last two games. You got fouled 11 times last night. I don't know how many times you got hit. What is, I, you spoke about what your trainer did with you in the offseason, but what's the process last night, this morning, to start rebuilding the machine and get ready for tomorrow? A lot of rest, a lot of treatment, um, a lot of everything. But I think a lot of it's, a lot of it's mental. You know your body's going to be hurting, but you got to gotta tell your mind and tell your body to cut it out. And I think that's, that's where I'm at at this point. Um, everybody's hurting, not just me. Everybody on my roster, everybody on the Lakers roster, we're all, you know, nicked up. We've all got some pain, but uh, we're all coming out there to compete. Last question from the Zoom, Jose Pineda. Uh, Jimmy, just following up on what Tim Reynolds said, uh, Jeff Ziegler today described in an article that you were uh, indefatigable, that you don't, you, you can't be fatigued. I know I had to look oh, it up that, as well. Uh, that, that, that's impossible. <laughs> I had to look it up as well. Incapable of being fatigued was the word, which I thought was a, 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 a great use of that word, which I didn't even know what it meant. What it meant. So following up with what Tim Reynolds said, you know, how, how long for you to recover? Because you, you had to go two ways. You played the most minutes as a Heat player, regular season or playoffs, uh, you personally, uh, last night. So how, how long does that take, as Tim said, to, you know, for you to recover? And, and how do you feel? You know? I think uh, – I actually think I recover – um, quite fast because all I can hear is Spo over and over again telling me how I'm not tired. That's literally what he tells me uh, in the middle of the game. And I'm just like, all right, coach, I, I guess you know how I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm not tired. And um, so going into it, it's like you can't be tired. You can't be uh, banked up. These guys need you to count on you. And um, they see you, that's how they're going to be. So to the best of my ability, I'm working on my body. I go in there this morning. I see Tyler in there. I see Duncan in there. Uh, I see Myers in there. I see everybody in there. So I know that they're feeling the same way I am, but they're, they're getting ready to go again. In particular in this series, uh, just to, to grind out and be able to get that win, um, was extremely uh, challenging and tough. Um, and you can expect it to be even tougher uh, the next game. That's what the playoffs are about. Um, you know, taking on big challenges. Uh, our guys are really competitive. Uh, I know they'll be looking forward to uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and to answer your second question about Kale and Myers, I mean, they're just great professionals. Uh, we've said it all year long that our depth is, is one of our best strengths. Uh, that's not just coach speak. Uh, you have to have the right kind of pros uh, that uh, are really willing to uh, be all about the team. Uh, and that requires sacrifice uh, at times. Um, so the minutes weren't always there for them this season, uh, but they contributed uh, in a big way at, at different points. Uh, Myers obviously starting 60 plus games. And KO at, at various times was uh, filling a, a really important role for us off the bench. Um, and then you just, you have these things that are unpredictable that, that can happen with, with injuries or with COVID. Uh, and they both kept themselves 
uh, ready and, and they're producing, you know, when it's needed most with them, bam out. Um, but they're, they're different. You know, I think it, people look at them maybe and see a, a similar player. They each bring something a, a little bit different uh, to our game. Uh, and it just helps, you know, with our uh, diversity of our, of our menu. Morgan, next. Hey, coach. A lot of coaches coach for the teams that they have, and then others coach for the team that they want. What has given you the ability through your coaching journey to be able to make those adjustments and adjust to the team that you have so well? Um, like, what exactly do you mean? By that. Like some some coaches like this is my system we're gonna run it if it doesn't work oh doesn't work, like that um, I yeah I don't know if, if coaches are really as much uh, of that kind of philosophy anymore you know I think the game has changed so much uh, that every coach has had to adapt um, you know that's that's part of of the absolute joy of being in this profession. Uh, is being able to be around different kind of teams, personalities, uh, coach uh, different styles of play, you know, based on, on that team. Um, and we've had to do that, you know, several times uh, the last few years. And that's been an exhilarating experience. Can't ask for anything more in this profession than uh, to be challenged and be around amazing people. Uh, and even before this season, we've been around some uh, really cool people and, and these relationships you'll be able to develop the rest of your life. Uh, and with this group, it's like that, you know, uh, even more so. Um, and then to be able to go through this life experience of, of being in this bubble uh, and going through everything that everybody's going through, but doing this together, uh, I think has, has been a, a really special experience, something that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Dan, here in the front. To sort of piggyback off what you were just saying, Spo, um, we just talked to, you know, Bam and Gorn, and you could hear how badly they want to be out yeah. there. Um, yeah. We see things like Big Face and Little Face Coffin. We see how much you guys enjoy being around each other. Do you think this group, I mean, just in general, could any team sur survive this life experience if they didn't like each other and they didn't want to be around each other? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's that's tough to to say. Uh, that your team isn't like that. And there's a lot of contributing factors. Uh, you know, like many things um, in life, it's not necessarily absolute. So a lot of things can be true. Um, yes, this group uh, has a connection and a bond uh, that really has grown. I think more importantly, where they feel a responsibility to each other. That's what plays out on the court. Not necessarily that you get along with your friends. That makes the experience more enjoyable and memorable that we'll remember, you know, years, years from now. Uh, but it's that responsibility and accountability. You don't want to let the guy down next to you. Uh, that's that's a, a great quality that this group has. Next question, Jason Jackson, TV. Coach, Jimmy has noted uh, throughout the season and playoffs that he doesn't like uh, a Butler-centric offense, that he prefers a, a collective approach in that space. What What is the process? Because he does credit you and the staff and his teammates to transition his thinking about 
needing a performance like he provided last night? What, what is that process? We don't care what he thinks uh, about that right now. <laughs> We're way past that now. Uh, it, there's no turning back. Uh, he has to make some things happen for us. Uh, he did that in a brilliant way last night. Uh, and then likely have to do uh, something very similar to that uh, again for us to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. You can't, um, you know, just be, you know, normal. You have to be extraordinary. Uh, and he was last night. He, he's shouldering major responsibilities on, on both sides of the floor. This is what he's always wanted as a competitor. This is what we want from him. Uh, he's going to continue to get tested and challenged uh, by this competition. And, and I just love seeing, you know, what's coming out of that, that competition. Dave in the center. Um, staying on Jimmy, playoff performances make guys' reputation in this league, finals performances even more so. When you got him in the program, considering his skill set, considering his age, was there any thought or conversation about, like, what this Miami experience could do in terms of how you're going to be recognized, like the term legacy, or in terms of you know, the level you could, could reach? I think that's always there uh, on the periphery. It's not something we, we have to necessarily discuss on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, but you walk around uh, our hallways at the American Airlines Arena, um, there's a lot of legacy and history uh, that I think if you're coming into our building and, and you're a, a real competitor and a real winner, uh, you understand it even at an unspoken level. Uh, and that ain't for everybody. Some people can walk through those hallways and, and maybe get intimidated by, by that legacy and our expectations. Um, he wants all of that. Uh, he wants the pressure, he wants the expectations. Uh, and he wants the challenge um, of what, what this level can bring. Jeff, on your left. We just got done talking to Goran, and I know you've touched on this a little bit, Eric, but you know, the, how do you reconcile the very human aspect of you know, Goran's disappointment of not being able to play versus the reality of what you have in front of you, and you do have to move on and play? Yeah. You know, we're still recognizing, you know, how difficult it is. I feel like we've been going through that, you know, for weeks. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, I want to empathize and show compassion, you know, to Gorn and, and Bam. Uh, I meant it when I said it yesterday. I can see it in their soul, through their eyes. Well, how much you know this this means to them, and how badly they want to get back out here, um, you know. But you have to compartmentalize, you know, as a team. And we came here with a a, a purpose and a task at hand, and um, and everybody is just focusing on that. Whoever is available, um, until if or when you know we get those guys back, and and even. Those guys just being in the locker room and in our huddles, uh, that moves the needle in whatever way, you know, they can. Um, there is an energy to that. Uh, there is a karma to that. And, and we'll just see, you know, we know what happens. Uh, the body will heal as it will heal.
All right, our last question for Coach Bolstrophy from Anthony Chang. Baseball, how unique does it make Jimmy in today's modern NBA where you can have a game like last night without even attempting a three-pointer, just obviously getting most of his points in the paint and just by drawing fouls and getting to the foul line? Uh, yeah, I think if you, you just constantly try to evaluate him and put him in a box of conventional thinking of basketball, uh, you're just only going to get confused. He is an elite competitor. Uh, he is a great basketball player. And it's attached to how he impacts winning, uh, not to this modern-day definition of three-point percentage or three and D or, you know, all these little ter terms you hear. Um, he's a throwback. Uh, it's about how he impacts winning, how he impacts your team, uh, your locker room. Uh, your culture and uh, your franchise, uh, he does that uh, in a remarkable way. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safecubbies.com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We were entering a new normal period with COVID-19, safecubbies.com, which is locally owned is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing everything what I, what I can do. Um, it does feels better than, you know, when that happened, but, uh, you know, We'll see. I mean, I don't have no timetable yet, but, uh, you know, if I go back to last night performance by Jimmy, man, that's why he's the, the leader. That's why he's the heart of this team. Unbelievable performance. Happy for him. Happy for us. Um, I mean, he was just tremendous in all aspects of the game. All right. Next question, Ethan Skolnick. Goran, have they given you any indication of whether or not playing on it could lead to a longer recovery from it? I mean, it's it's, it's already, you know, I damage, I uh, snap it, so it's already, you know, bad that it is. Um, I'm dealing with a lot of pain, so that's the main concern. And, um, you know, I don't want to be liability there on the floor for my for my uh for my team um, i want to be the best that i can be so um you know it's just uh it's it's it is what it is so. next question ira winderman so goran just to, to uh, sort of clarify 
can you return in this series from a safety and health standpoint, or is it a matter of just it would take something, unfortunately, maybe miraculous at this point, treatment-wise? Um, you know, if I'm honest, I don't know. Um, I don't know because uh, this injury depends of, you know, how it goes, it progresses differently from other guys. And um, the only thing what I can do right now is to be on top of my treatments. Um, basically, I'm doing that 24-7 and, you know, try to be back on the floor with my team. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, if I'm honest, I, I don't even have the answer to that question because I, I don't know. And then just with the game tomorrow, is tomorrow definitely out? And then maybe with the two-day break, a better chance thereafter? Thank you. Um, I mean, it definitely, it's a, it's a higher percentage if I have a few days, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, um, I, I, I'm making some progress. Then some days I'm the same. So it, it's, you know, we'll see. We'll see, you know, my team. You know, they, they, they play well last night. They give me that chance that I can still fight through it and hopefully, you know, come back to the floor. Next question from Malika. When you said uh, the, the first part of, when you said the first part of that answer, when you said, maybe you said you were, you were when you said the percentage, were you saying high percentage you would play or high percentage you wouldn't play? Uh, how I feel right now is probably is low, low. But um, you know, they they told me that it can change day to day. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just a matter of comfort, and um, if I can push off my leg, and um, you know, I do have to admit it's it's better than it was. You know, the injury happened four days ago, so um, you know we'll. We'll just see how it's going to react in the near future, and hopefully, you know, I will be back. Our next question will be from Anthony Chang. Hey, Gordon, I know you say you're in a lot of pain, but despite that, how much have you been lobbying to play through it? And were you dealing with plantar fasciitis before, or is this just an injury that came out of nowhere? Um, I, mean, I want to be out there with my team. That's no secret. I mean, that's what I was, you know, working my whole career for 12 years in NBA. And, um, you know, the injury-wise, it's, it's, it's not new. I already played for the last two series, Milwaukee and Boston. Um, of course, was not so severe. But, um, you know, we do... We don't have a lot of rest in between, so I was doing all the treatment that I can, and unfortunately, it happened what happened. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next question from Jeff. 
Goran, we, we can hear your voice. We know you're disappointed. Um, how are you doing emotionally? What's been going through your mind the past few days? Um, I mean, it's not the easiest thing right now for me, um, you know, to sit down on the sideline and watch my team, um, you know, how they're battling, how they're playing well. And of course, I want to be out there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Most of the times I ask myself, I ask the guy above us, <laughs> why it have to happen right now? Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, try to look at this where so everything has, everything is with a purpose, so we'll see. Like I said, I'm day to day, so tomorrow I could play, tomorrow they might tell me no, which I don't know yet, so I'm just trying to do everything I can necessary to just be prepared to when I do get to play. Next question, Ira Winderman. Sam, have they told you it's the kind of injury where if you play, it can get worse? Or is it a matter of it's the kind of injury where it's just limiting to you if you were to get back on the court? I feel like uh, any injury can get worse. <laughs> I don't think there's a they, – they haven't said it could get worse, but uh, they just want me to be safe. You know, I feel like any injury, like I said earlier – can get worse. So they just want to make sure this injury right here doesn't get worse. So they're trying to make sure I'm back to where I was before I got injured or close and to. It, and is this the same injury as we heard about the shoulder and you're wearing the arm sleeve? Is this something completely different? Can you sort of take us through this injury? When did this injury happen? Thank you. Game one of the finals. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it happened. This injury has nothing to do with my my other injury in the Celtic series or the Conference Final series. Next question, Ethan Skolnick. Bam, I think you'd only miss one game um, in two years. Uh, just for you personally, if you put into perspective what it's been like to miss time now of all times. Uh, it's difficult. Like you said, I, crazy fact, I only missed one game since, since my rookie season. So I, I don't like missing games. That's, you know, that's, that's, so if you're wondering if I'm really injured, then there you go. Cause I only missed one game. I played through bruises. I played through getting beat up and, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I make it to my first finals, and it's like, bro, like I, it, we dream of things like that. So it, it's, it's been difficult for me mentally because, I, you know, it hurts me that I can't be out there and help my team, you know, uh, just try to collect more wins and be on the floor. Has it been harder in any regard because you've got another guy in Goron who's, who's going through something similar now? So, I mean, obviously – Jimmy did a lot of work with your teammates last night, but he's missing – they're all missing both of you guys now. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we know next man up. And that's what I like about this team. Everybody's prepared – excuse me. Everybody's prepared and everybody's built for those big moments. And, you know, it, 
you know, me and Garn are big components of the team, but at the end of the day, you never know what can happen to somebody. Like, nobody knew I was going to have a, a injury like this or Garn was going to do that in the same game. So everybody had to – everybody's next man up. Hey, Hey, man. Um, how, how's the range of motion in the neck? Is, is that what you're kind of fighting through? Or I guess, can you give us an update of just sort of physically what the challenges are with your injury? Uh, it's more like soreness, you know. They're just trying to make sure, you know, any because it's like you said, it's like a neck strain. So it's near your neck, which is near your brain. So it's more serious than like tweaking, tweaking an ankle. Um, so they're just being careful with me and just making sure I'm 100%. Dave McMenamin. Considering that you're day-to-day, um, however much the team can extend the series with you out, uh, you know, I guess every day would matter. So what was your impression or reaction to seeing how well Jimmy played last night? And then did Jimmy give you and Goran any personal message after that performance? He's our max player. <laughs> we expect him to do max player things. And, you know, I've always I've always liked Jimmy, but Jimmy's game. But, you know, seeing it up front, being his teammate, it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy to watch because how much work he puts in behind the scenes that nobody knows about. That a lot of times, not even a lot of our teammates know because he, he's so locked into his craft you know, he gets up early mornings and goes shoot at late nights. So a lot of people don't see him. And he doesn't come out of his room, obviously, because he's in there making big face coffee. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it's not shocking to me that he had a 40-point triple-double. Like, that doesn't shock me. You know, and I'm just proud of him because he, he really put the team on his back and really wanted that win. And, you know, when you got a guy like that in your corner, you know, I'll go to battle with anybody like that. All right, the last question from the Zoom will be Will Manso, Channel 10. Hey, Bam. Uh, Spo has mentioned that you're you're basically – I know you're saying all the right things now, but, you know, he said you really want to be out there. You've been trying to make your point. What have those conversations been like? Have you trying to get a say of getting out there despite obviously having to listen to the medical side of things? Yeah, because – I don't miss games. Like that's not me. That's not that's not how I'm built. I want to play, and you know I've always been like that. I've always got the thrill of just just putting on that uniform and going out there and playing. And to be in the finals, and you know the medical staff is telling me I can't play, and supposed telling me I can't play. It 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 sucks, but I understand. You know it's I got to take care of my health. Health is wealth at the end of the day. So I'm making sure I'm getting completely healthy, but it's hard to to hear your coach say, nah, you can't go. It's, it's tough because I, I, I lose, I lose my head, start kicking stuff over, get upset. But uh, it's, 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 it is what it is. So I got to deal with it. Afternoon, afternoon. Will, are you on? Yes, I'm here. All right, we're going to start off with you, sir. 
All right, thank you. Mike? Hey, LeBron, Mike Trudell back in LA. Just wondering what you, what stood out the most to you when you went through the film last night? Um, our turnovers. Our turnovers really killed us. Um, we understand that we can't turn the ball over versus this team. Um, and we also had um, some breakdowns defensively uh, throughout the course of the game that we're not accustomed to having. So um, those will be cleaned up in game four. Tanya? Uh, um, LeBron, you guys have responded pretty well after losses in the playoffs so far. Um, I'm wondering if there's a common theme between those different times. And are you seeing that same kind of mentality now? Um, we're able to, um, you know, to take a loss and, and, and understand uh, why we lost, understand things that we can, that we should have done better and things that we can apply to the next game to be better. And, um, and we're right back at that moment once again uh, with the opportunity to be better than we were in the game before. So uh, look forward to the opportunity tomorrow night. Hey, LeBron, kind of along those lines, uh, specifically with Anthony, when he's had off nights or, or, or what have you, he's always responded in a really big way. And he's talked about you always kind of knowing how to approach him uh, between or after a, after a, a night he struggled. Uh, what, what's your approach been with him today and, and how, and, and what do you expect from him tomorrow? Um, I expect him to be um, 80. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting out on the floor with him once again tomorrow night. Nisha, you guys can go ahead. All right, Dave. What's the, you've been in the finals ten times now. Um, you've been up in series. You've been down in series. What's it like to process the time off in between games, coming off a loss? Um, pretty much the same. Coming off a win for me, um, so the series is completed. Um, and I kind of stay on edge, stay locked in on, on, on the job at hand. And, um, and obviously no one wants to ever lose. You, know, you, you hate that feeling, especially when you know you didn't play your best. And uh, I definitely wasn't at my best last night from an from individual standpoint. Um, so I take that responsibility and I take that with a lot of, uh, just with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of passion and, and, and uh, understanding of, how I can be much better, you know, in the following game. But, you know, throughout the postseason, I stay even killed. You know, um, as I've grown in this game and I've grown over the years, I kind of stay even killed and understanding that, um, you know, there's always another opportunity to get better. And we have that opportunity uh, today and, and also tomorrow night in the game. Kyle. Uh, I have an off-court question. Um, you know, when you think of all you have going on, you're wearing a more than a vote shirt right now. Um, in, in terms of trying to influence change, thinking back eight years ago when, when you uh, wore those, those hoodies as a statement about Trayvon Martin, what are the biggest things you've learned about impacting change off the court? And is there advice you in this moment now would have given yourself eight years ago when you kind of started this journey? Um, but you can't get caught up in what everybody else thinks because everyone's not going to always agree with your movement. Everyone's not going to agree with your words. Everyone's not going to agree with your passion. Everyone's not going to always agree with why you're doing it and things of that nature. 
But if you're true to it and it hits home and it hits the heart, then it shouldn't matter. Um, and, 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 it, and it doesn't um, because you have the knowledge, you have the passion, you have the support um, to be able to shed light on situations that you feel are, are either unjust or, or wrong. And um, you know, there's a thing called common sense, you know, and you know the difference between right and wrong is something I've always grew up on. My mother always, you know, you know, told me, you know, being able to understand the difference between right and wrong and noticing it and being able to, you know, have that feeling. So, um, you know, to sit back and think um, eight years ago when we sat in Detroit in the ballroom, you know, as a part of the Miami Heat team and we all decided to uh, put our hoodies on um, in a reflection and a remembrance of Trayvon Martin and that tragic uh, incident. Um, we knew that it was going to be uncomfortable to a lot of people, but we didn't care because we understood how much it hit home for us and us and a lot of our guys having sons of their own and, and could imagine if our kid was to leave home and not return. Um, so um, I think that's what it boils down to. Last three questions here, Gary. LeBron, uh, in terms of talking to opponent, opponents on the floor, are you a guy who just responds to trash talk? Do you initiate it? And as your status has moved up in the league, have, has it changed? Has, has, have different players said different things or do they not want to talk to you because they don't want to get you going? How does that uh, kind of equation go? No, I've always been a guy who kind of let his game do the talking. Um, but when guys get to talking, I can do that as well. Um, but I've always tried to let my game do the talking. Um, you know, it's, some guys are, you know, like to talk their way through um, through the basketball game. I think it helps them out personally. Um, there's always communication going on on the floor. Uh, for me personally, as long as I don't get disrespectful, I'm fine with it. Um, but I've never really started up a, a, a trash talking dialogue. That's just not me. Um, you know, I believe you know the way I play the game is enough trash talking in itself. Dan. LeBron, um, from just like a, a strategy standpoint, um, Bam is a type of big who is obviously a really great playmaker, but he doesn't space the floor so much with his shooting. The guys that Miami's played at the position now, Myers and Olenek both do. Um, how different does that force you guys to be defensively? You talked probably about watching those defensive breakdowns last night. I imagine spacing had something to do with a, a couple of them. Um, I think it all boils down to no matter who's in the lineup for those guys, they're a great team, and it's just that simple. And they're going to put you in positions that may feel uncomfortable, that will be uncomfortable throughout the course of 48 minutes, and we have to be able to adjust. Um, there's things that Myers and Kelly does that Bam doesn't do, but we all can also understand there's things that Bam does that no one, not too many guys in this league can do. So they create different challenges depending on who's out on the floor, but when there's five guys on the floor for the Miami Heat, they're going to play how they play. They're going to move the ball. They're going to move with pace. Um, they're going to share the ball. Um, they got guys that can get into the paint. They got guys that can shoot threes. They got guys that command double teams and things of that nature. So um, it doesn't matter who's out on the floor for them. They're going to be um, playing at a high level because they're that. Um, that's that's just the way they are, and they're extremely um, well coached uh, from top to bottom. The last two questions: uh, one here and then one on Zoom. So Tim, Brian, you've always prided yourself on playing the right way and but you still have those moments like the fourth quarter against Denver and the closeout game where you're like 
this is going to end now and you go to that place. Jimmy parallels you in that regard and that he never wants, he doesn't want to have the ball in his hands every possession. He wants to get other guys involved. And then you saw last night what he ends up doing. Are you in that space yet where you think you might have to go that tack to, to close this thing out and go to that fourth quarter brawn against Denver mode like we've seen so many times from you in the past? Or are you not there yet? Um, I've never predetermined my game plan throughout my whole career. I've never went to a game saying, okay, I need to score 40 tonight. I need to, do I need to dominate um, in the scoring facets, things of that nature. I need to make big shots. I don't, I, I've never predetermined my game throughout my whole life. I've never done that. Um, the one thing I've always been, I've always been prepared. And, and if you're prepared, then whatever the game, however the course happened, you're able to, uh, to make adjustments throughout the game. You're able to impact the game because you're prepared and you've put in the work. It's just that simple for me. Um, I think anytime I've ever, you know, thought about, okay, I'm going to go out and try to do this, then it's, it doesn't happen that way. The game has too many things that can happen throughout the course of the game and throughout the course of a, uh, throughout the course of a, a quarter or, you know, possessions here and possessions there where you could try to plan for it, but, you know, audibles happen in football sense. So the best thing I can tell you is that I'm always prepared and I know that I've put in the work. So um, I, I, I trust that. Will, your last question on Zoom, please. All right, yeah, last one from me, uh, Mark Stein. Hey, LeBron, I was just curious, early in the pandemic, you mentioned that your body was kind of in shock, that you were rounding towards third base for the playoffs, and then you had to stop. All these months later, how would you say your body has responded to all that? Um, I'm in great shape. Um, I bounced back extremely well in between games. And uh, I could play right now if we had to play right now at a high level. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone on Zoom. Will, thank you. Thank you. All righty, Will, whenever you're ready. All right, thank you. Uh, Mike? Hey, Anthony, Mike Trudell in LA. I, I just, I wonder when you watch tape of a game when you don't feel like you played your best, how, how do you take that? How do you, uh, when, when you're watching, how do you feel about it emotionally and, and how do you think that affects things moving forward? Uh, it sucks just because you know, if you, you know, play well and, you know, done your job, then, you know, you, you possibly could have won a game, so. Uh, it always sucks, you know, when you lose, you know, especially when, you know, you don't play well. Um, you know, I look at tape and, you know, you try to figure out ways to be better to get prepared for next game. Allison, you go ahead. Start with Kyle Goon. AD, you mentioned yesterday that um, there just wasn't communication defensively. Um, when you look at the tape, um, where did that allow Miami to hurt you guys the most? Um, they didn't, I mean, you can't really tell if someone's communicating on film, but it, you know, you can tell, you know, if you, if you kind of get what I mean. And, uh, you can tell we wasn't, we were, um, off in our coverages. You know, they were, you know, setting screens and slipping to the rim, you know, without no one guarding them. Uh, we we're over helping, um, you know, we we're having blown coverages. And so there, there are a lot of space on the floor for, you know, guys to drive 
to the basket uh, with no resistance, no help. Um, you know, guys were held up on their man. So, you know, you can tell that we weren't we weren't ourselves defensively. Um, you know, we we have to be a lot better. You know, we can't you know allow you know, easy points. I mean, the game is already hard enough. Um, teams are going to make tough shots, but we can't allow them to to get easy looks at the rim with no one's guarding them or um, not helping our guys. You know, if if you know a small is on Jimmy or um, a big is on a guard, and knowing that their chances are pretty high that they're going to blow by them. You know, we have to we have to protect each other. We have to help each other, and um, that wasn't the case last night. And a uh, big reason why we lost. Yeah. Katie, I'm sure great players have off nights and, and and great games too. And at home, I'm sure shaking off whatever happened is a, a really important part of moving forward to the next day. How different is that process here in a place where you're surrounded by your coaches and your teammates? There's basketball everywhere you look. Um, is, has that changed how you process both the highs and the lows of playing at this level? Oh, I mean, what a good thing for me, I'm not a big social media guy, so um, I have it, but I don't really be on it. Um, I'm, I'm very disciplined to, you know, especially after nights like, you know, last night, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the, the news and the social media and what, you know, everybody is saying. Um, but I don't really, you know, care about it too much. And you know, I want to see my coaches. I want to see my teammates because I know they're going to tell me, you know, how to get better for next game you know, prepared me the right way. So, you know, I don't have a repeat of, you know, last night. So I, I want to be able to, you know, see these guys and talk to them and, and figure out the, the game plan for tomorrow night. So um, I know there it, it always, it's always beneficial to, to get away and, and kind of forget about it. But when you're here, you have to embrace that. You know, you can't, like you said, you can't really run from it. And so I, I you know, I lean on my coaches, you know, a lot here and, and my teammates a lot here to kind of help me through the process. Will, anybody else on your end? Um, yeah, I'll take a few more. Um, Tanya? Yeah, AD, does, does having your family in the bubble change that process at all of, of sort of getting over a game like, like uh, last night? No, for sure. Um, you know, like you said, you go back home, like, this is a – regular you know scenario you know you'll go back home and see your family um and things like that so it kind of just take your mind away from you know the game and having my family here uh it definitely it definitely helps but um you know you still it's still hard to sleep it's still it's still hard not to think about and um, even though it takes the edge off a little bit you know you're, you're super eager to just get back on the floor um and get ready for the next game. But I think, you know, my family being here uh, definitely helps me tremendously. Right, last two for you, uh, Brian Mahoney. Anthony, there was one point in game two when you scored on like three straight putbacks. Uh, I know that's not something that's very normal, but last night they kept you off the boards pretty well. Uh, what what changed there where you couldn't create those extra possessions and things like that? Um, I think they did a good job of trying to keep me off the offensive glass. You know, that's, that's a energy and effort thing. And, you know, being in foul trouble, you know, sometimes you go in there, and you, you know, they, you can call for offensive foul over the back or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, I just didn't want to pick up any more stupid fouls. I think I had like three stupid fouls last night. You know, that could have been prevented. Um, but I didn't want to go in and, and you know, 
create another, you know, foul on myself. And then I have five or four, whatever the case may be, and now I have to sit on the bench again. So um, just trying to play smart, but at the same time, knowing when to go in and crash and, and look for those offensive rebound opportunities. All right, last one, Alan Sliwa. Hey, D, when, when you're coming off a loss or, like you mentioned, a performance yesterday that, um, you know, you obviously want to play better, uh, how much do you start looking forward to the next game and how much does it help that the turnaround is so quick uh, to get back on the court? You, know, you look forward to it. Um, you want to go out there and, you know, play well. You want to go out there and help your team win. Um, and it's a good thing that we're playing every other day because, um, like you said, the, the turnaround is so, so quickly. So you're able to go out there um, and get right back to it. Um, so you watch film, you, you figure out what you can do better, and you want to go out there and, and, and try to, you know, make those adjustments and, and be, be better than you did last game. So I'm excited that, you know, we play, you know, tomorrow night, go back there, go back out there and, and help my team um, try to go up 3-1. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Will. We will start on your end. That's the way I like it. All right. Thank you. Mike? Hey, Frank. How are you? Good, Mike. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. Frank, you mentioned you wanted to take a look at the tape, of course, before evaluating, and, and especially that first quarter with the turnovers. Is, was there anything you could tell that was uh, emblematic throughout the team as to, as to why um, something like that would occur in that case? Uh, good defense. You know, credit to Miami Heat. Uh, we, were, we were careless in some, some situations, but um, I think they took four charges throughout the game. Uh, they fronted the post. Uh, forces to make difficult post-entry passes. Um, so a lot of it was uh, their defense, them being active with their hands. This is what they're great at, and we didn't handle it well enough. Hey, Frank, I was just wondering how uh, Danny is doing with the I – know, I know he's, he's uh, fine to play, but has he been limited much in whatever you guys have been able to do uh, on court-wise over the last few days? Yeah, he's, he has some tightness in his hip. Uh, it's not an injury, but um, – you know, they're just they're trying to, on a daily basis to make sure they, they keep it loose. Uh, I don't know how much that's having an impact on his play, um, but he's able to go. So um, we'll continue to monitor it. Awesome. Colin, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Frank. Um, I'm curious, throughout this process, kind of a big picture question, how much time and energy have you guys as a staff spent on thinking about sort of the mental well-being of your team? And I know they're veteran guys, and, and there's a lot of trust in that direction, but this is obviously a, a taxing situation. LeBron, I think, called it one of the hardest things he's ever done. Um, how much time and energy is is kind of devoted to that, and, and what do you sort of make of it? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, you know, mental health is, is very important, and um, – you know, I, I love that the league over the last few years has really grown in, um, you know, the resources provided to our players and our staff. And, you know, we've made sure to highlight that here in the bubble, you know, that this is going to be a, a mentally challenging thing. Um, we've on several different occasions uh, pr 
uh, we put team psychologists or MBA psychologists or our team psychologists in front of our team uh, just to remind them of the resource, encourage them to talk to someone if, uh, you know, if they need help. And um, then we all got to support each other. So we have, we have uh, talked about it a lot and spent uh, a lot of attention, you know, making sure that everybody's doing okay. All right, Kyle Goon. Uh, AD talked about um, just a, a lack of communication on the defensive end. Given the number of vets and, and defensive-minded guys you have on your team, is that surprising? And, and what sort of is the difference in your experience between guys who maybe are communicating on a given night and, and when that talk turns off? Yeah, we, we typically communicate as well as any team that I've been on or been, been with. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think the communication was the biggest factor last night. Uh, we certainly had some breakdowns, but, um, you know, we just weren't as sharp as we need to be to win a, a game in the NBA Finals against a great team. You know, so communication was a part of that. All right, we'll go back to you, Will. All right, thank you. I'll take uh, one more. Fernanda? Yeah, uh, I would like to make a question about your experience in Orlando. What opportunity has this season in the bubble given you to improve as a team? Well, we've had a lot of time to be with each other and, uh, you know, to get a lot of extra work in. Um, you know, obviously, uh, there's an environment where once we're done with practice or a film session team meeting, um, you don't go home to your families or to your personal lives. Uh, you, you spend more time with each other, uh, dinners and, um, you know, things like that, gatherings that we would have uh, throughout the bubble. But it's been an all-work environment, you know, and um, when you have that type of situation, uh, your group really has, a, has an opportunity to, to grow together. All right, I think we're all set. Thanks, Frank. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.